What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Loud Thumbs Podcast. We are back today with episode 32. We're going to come at you a little bit different this time with just a topic discussion episode where we're going to kind of fit this in. Nick's going on vacation soon, so it's going to kind of take a little time off uh, and just uh, just enjoy some vacation while I can. But we still want to keep bringing you guys content. Josh and I love doing this, so Hell we're going yeah. to do a do a couple a little bit extra work this week for the for the listeners, right, guy? Hell yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so what we're going to do this week is uh, we're going to be talking uh, strictly a topic-focused episode that uh, you listeners actually voted on out there, and we absolutely appreciate you guys doing that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yes. Uh, abs- we love you guys. We just love you guys. That's, that's just it. It's just it. You know, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we have such a dope community. Hell yes. Oh, yeah. And you guys want us to talk about movie tie-in video games, so we're going to do that today. And uh, it might be a little shorter episode, but I think we're going to just hit it out of the park because we just love talking these topics. It's been a really great time for both of us, so we're going to keep it up. And uh, before we get to the episode, we're going to do a little housekeeping. So Josh is ready to to pull out the vacuum cleaner and do a little housekeeping real quick for us, so we're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, guys, as always, it's super easy to find Loud Thumbs. Um, Just Google us. We're the entire first page of Google, which is still awesome. Um, You know, find us on our socials like Twitter and Facebook. Uh, We have a Facebook group we'd love to have you at where, you know, we try to encourage a lot of discussion. We even post stuff of our own there. Twitter, we do the same thing. YouTube, you know, follow that for the power up bar. It's YouTube exclusive for us. And, um, you know, we we also, you know, you can watch us. At, you can do a podcast, so a podcast. Um, yeah. You know, feel free to join our Discord server, which we always encourage a great conversation there as well. And join our Instagram as well. And if you could, uh, on Apple Podcasts, leave us a, a review. It helps us a ton. helps us reach more people like you, more cool people who like to listen to us cool guys talk about cool games. Yeah. <laughs> and don't forget to uh, to email us in any feedback, any suggestions, any topic ideas, things you want to hear about at loudthos at gmail.com. Of course, through any of the other socials, you can definitely get a hold of us, but this is definitely a direct route to to our ears. So and our eyeballs. So definitely get a hold of us. We love hearing from you guys. Hell yeah. That's right, absolutely. And uh, we'll do we'll do the movie reel on Wednesdays, so just watch out for that on available Wednesdays. Uh, we have a rotating guest chair that they'll uh, they'll come on and join us. We'll do some movies on there, so check back for those. They'll be right in there. Just just searching us up, you'll find us right in the list. So the movie reel is right there with all the rest of our podcasts, which is great. Um, and last but not least, guys, we do have a Patreon available. Uh, you know, if you guys can sign up, that's great. If you can't, that's great. You know. No, no big deals. We just appreciate you guys listening to us and just, just having, having yeah. a good time building that community like Josh was talking about. It's just it's so much fun. I love fun you for us. either way. Absolutely yeah. right. And yeah, we have uh, bronze, silver, and gold over there. And you can actually sign up with silver or higher and you actually gain some pull power on there. So we are doing a episode today, obviously strictly on topic, and it is based off of our fans voting. But if you want to be a Patreon, you can actually have a power vote and if uh, we put a Patreon poll out there and the power vote on Patreon will trump all other votes. So you'll get to just put it in there and just make, you know, your choice, which is kind of cool. So uh, and for gold level members as well, we'll actually have a exclusive episode that we strictly for our gold level members. 
and we'll be putting those out the last week of every month. So that'll just be something specific for you guys in the Patreon just for helping support the show and allowing us to make you guys some great content and helping us on the backside of it. We really appreciate it. All right. And for Patreon shout outs this week, again, we have servicefurniture.com and Caleb Lynch. So we love you guys. We appreciate you guys, you know, listening. Well, yeah. and, Thank you, know, you again. Putting your hard, yeah. Putting your hard earned money toward, you know, our show and just helping us out. Every little bit helps. We love you guys. So we are yeah. time to get onto that topic. And we were going to talk about some movie tie in video games, right? So yeah not a huge thing anymore right it's kind of off the not wayside more there used to be a bunch of them um and almost for good reason there isn't <laughs> anymore because he, at one point it, gosh it's what what did you say nick maybe better part of a decade ago ago they were just rampant with i like, would say yeah 10 years ago you couldn't get away movie from tying games like Iron Man came out, so of course they had to make an Iron Man game. And you know, any superhero movie came out, superhero video game. So, oh yeah, I mean, it's, it's less common now, but I think it's better done now. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think you know, like the prime of all this happening was definitely in the '90s, because when video games were hitting their stride was right about the '90s. You know, the video games almost just Fair. went away right you know arcades were dying and nobody was you know popping quarters to play games anymore and nintendo made this thing called the nintendo entertainment system if you've ever heard of it and all of a sudden <laughs> video games blew up and people could take them and play them at home yeah and from there on man it was just like game after game after game and what was the easiest thing to make a game from the ip's already there the idea's already there let's make a movie tie-in video yeah. game right I mean, the story's already there. They just got to adapt it. Yeah, and it just seemed to be the way to go for a long time. Batman video games, I remember, were enormous in the 90s. So many of them as well. They were all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> there were so many different ones, which was kind of <laughs> crazy because if you had a Genesis, I had friends who had a Sega Genesis, and I had a, I had a Nintendo, and the game was different. Like, it was the same game, same sticker on the cartridge, but... When you played the game, like there was different stuff in the games. So they were kind of exclusive things before DLC existed, right? It was kind of different back then than it is now. Uh, kind of crazy, though, if you think about it. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, kind of different. They didn't just like port it to something else. They actually had different content, which surprises me a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it was it was interesting for the time. So um, one of the ones we want to start off here with you guys is the the probably the most infamous one and the the worst one that was ever made <laughs> which was e. maybe the worst game ever made maybe yeah, this is very e. fair very fair e. <laughs> yeah et on atari there's a really cool documentary about it but uh yeah this game was made in something like seven or eight weeks it was super super short for making video games oh i didn't realize yeah, yeah it was bad i it didn't was realize really the development bad. time was so short it was no wonder the game short. was so bad like if like if you don't know this game is so bad there's a pit somewhere i think new mexico is that what you said yeah or arizona new mexico somewhere in the desert dedicated to burying these games because they are so absolutely atrocious and this that short of a development time 
tells the entire story to me 100 percent, honestly yes it does so yeah that that game kind of started at all in the movie fad situation that was happening and then it kind of went away for a while Mm -hmm. obviously people are a little scared of movie tie-in video games after that um but i think they kind of learned their lesson because you can't just rush a developer or you know a very small group of people to make a game in such a short time frame to be out when the movie releases and everything right yeah exactly even even something as simple like an atari game atari was still like cutting edge at the time right that was still new stuff so i mean that's still way too short of a time to make any decent game yeah absolutely for any console and then i i want to go like to the opposite end of the spectrum and and out of the list we have a we have a list of 25 here and i'll go through them here a little bit later guys but like to the opposite end of the spectrum, in my opinion, out of all of the movie tie-in video games that I've ever played or a movie related video game, the best one that I've ever played out of the list I'm looking at here is GoldenEye, hands down. GoldenEye 007 on the 64, okay. that was it. So kind of- yeah, game's uh, huge. Oh, absolutely, right? Like you couldn't get away from it. You still kind of can't. It's just a huge want from a lot of gamers right now. Yeah. So- Dude, it still lives in legend. I think that's the one game that like a lot of developers are probably scared to touch because, yeah, you know, it's probably just like idolized and, you know, every kid's mind who was, you know, all, you know, alive and old enough to play the game. Right. On the N64. Right. It was like one of the games on that system. Yep, absolutely. And and kind of the reason I wanted to bring that one up as well, besides it being like my favorite on the list is that game came out two years after the GoldenEye James Bond movie came out. And look at how well oh, it was received. Okay. They gave it the time to be developed and made correctly. And it changed first person yeah. shooter on a console for sure. So, you know, you rush out garbage yeah, like, you know, E.T. And you see what happens. It literally ends up garbage in a landfill. And you get GoldenEye and you have to give them the time, right? I don't know if there's a better spectrum of variants. Like, look, give them the time and like, watch what happens. Like, holy shit, this thing has grown into this iconic thing 30 years later. And holy shit, we still want it. We want people to put it back out again. And nobody wants anything to do with E.T., right? So it just goes to show, we give them the time. It doesn't have to come out the day the movie releases either. And it's still popular because it's a good video game, right? Yes. Yeah. And Nintendo, I mean, get yourself together with your current N64 games, but add that shit to your list. I think you'll get way less people complaining about the the increase in price because there's GoldenEye on the list. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Get your online up to snuff and just put that bitch on there and just don't even touch it. Just put it on and add online functionality so you can play with your buddies, you know, from Switch to Switch. Absolutely. Hell yes. Hell yes. So I, I think that, you know, like going through this and coming up with it, like that was one of the biggest things I had noticed was just a lot of these games that, you know, are on our list are good. I mean, overall, they're good. Uh, some are great, obviously, mm-hmm. but you can definitely tell the ones that were rushed and forced in a way, you know, to be out at a certain time or to have a certain, you know, style of gameplay or something to match exactly what they were trying to yeah, do. Yeah, for sure. It's almost like they didn't let the developers do their job and like you had the movie studio kind of doing more of the like pointing you know do this do this do this right 
Yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of these games, a lot of reason why people have really shied away from it and had heavy, like realistic and, you know, justified criticisms is that the games were often restricted to the movie. Mm-hmm. And so they, you know, they try, obviously try to spice up the sequences as much as they could, but they're trying to make like a full length game out of an hour and a half long movie, which probably ends up being like a five to eight hour long game. And mm. people are paying full price for this stuff and getting a very short experience. And I'm not saying every game has to be 40 hours long to have a satisfying experience. Um, mm. But those, I think they were just so restricted in what they could do and probably a little, a little bit limited in budget um, that they just couldn't make a great game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm going to rattle off the list real quick so that, you know, the listeners can get an idea of what we're looking at here. But um, so the first one I put down was E.T. because it's notoriously terrible. Um, <laughs> then we have yeah. Enter the Matrix, The Matrix Path of Neo, Fast and Furious, Star Wars, uh, Marvel games in general, kind of, you know, you have like Iron Man, you know, there's a Captain America one, there's a Thor, there's yeah. a Hulk, um, Goldeneye, Spider-Man, King Kong, the Lord of the Rings series has so many, uh, Chronicles of Riddick, the Lego games, I mean, how many tie-ins are Lego games out there, right? Um, the Lion King, oh, yeah. Aladdin, Scarface, Godfather, Toy Story, Batman Begins, The Grinch, uh, which was stupid popular back when i remember that coming out uh wolverine origins world war z the punisher ratchet and clank had a 2016 that came out that they redid the first game to go with the movie that came out at the time and then ghostbusters so that's just you know that's just to name a few obviously there's 25 on our list that we came up with that were kind of good bad and indifferent you know yeah for sure so out of all of those, Josh, I mean, is there any of them that like stand out for you that like you've played that you had like some sort of an attachment to maybe or kind of kind of speak to movie or game and how that works? Yeah, for sure. Like the Lord of the Rings game, Lord of the Rings games um, kind of had almost been one of the exceptions to the rule because right there was a there's a direct tie in um, the Twin Towers game. Um, mm-hmm. I remember I had a. Uh, buddy back when we were kids we played that on like the playstation 2 and it went through all the sequences sequences and stuff but it it took on much more of like an rpg Mm -hmm. uh, like dungeon crawler kind of feel to it instead like there's still the big story beats in fact they even integrated a lot of like the movie scenes in the game but had like a lot of rpg elements it felt more like a dungeon crawler and like melee sort of like Baldur's Gate-esque kind of feel and it was actually really good for the time like it was like a legitimately good game and which surprised the hell out of me because I'm thinking oh another movie tie-in game this is just going to be another cheesy thing somebody threw together for a few you know dozen ten you know thousands of dollars yeah uh, but no it was legit good and then we come to the uh Shadow of Mordor games and while they're not directly like to the movie there's still a lot of the Lord of the Rings lore and those games were great. Those were very well received. The Nemesis system was a very unique system and honestly very fun to play with. I played way more of the Nemesis system than I did the rest of the game. Hell yeah. Um, still great stories, still great, like actually really good voice acting in those games too, as well. Oh yeah. But, Absolutely. But yeah, man, Lord of the Rings in particular are probably my most experienced in tie-in games. Um, but I think those have been some like the standouts. Like they didn't just like take the cheap way and try to like railroad you through the game. It was like they actually took good creative liberty liberties while still mm. hitting all the all the beats you needed. Yeah, and I remember like 
that was well before like with, with ps2 like you were mentioning with the two towers game on ps2 i remember playing all of those the two towers one stood out the most for me um but mm-hmm. you know they 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 took the ability to use the video game to kind of branch off in a way or maybe just expand a little bit more on the characters so we're a huge lord of the rings fan um in this family for sure um small small fun fact is my wife and i had lord of the rings music play at our wedding so um you know it was a <laughs> big thing Hell for yeah us. man so right before she walked down the aisle uh you know Gollum's song played so it was just badass that song means everything to me but it's like they took that liberty seriously like oh we can make a video game we can make this better by adding something to the movie instead of just copying the movie and they you know even just like some of the dialogue that would happen was actually cooler you you know it it added something when you watch the movie again because it did tie together i mean it really was a tie-in um based off of some of these other movies or these other games here we're talking about aren't aren't tie-ins exactly they're just kind of a movie video game you know made from the movie but the lord of the rings games i feel like were a tie-in right no absolutely yeah i I mean the game was really called the two towers just like the movie was yeah so i mean it's a i think a direct tie-in and then maybe some of the parts of lord of the rings um lended a little bit better because they had some like like the mines of moria i think that you went into in that game i'm a little rusty i'm a lord of the rings sure (laughs) it's been a minute um (laughs) it's been a minute (laughs) but i mean that's a whole like place like they kind of like i mean they definitely showed in the movie but really like the whole concept of that really lended itself to a dungeon to go through that. So maybe it did lend itself a little bit better and wasn't just a fast paced like action sequence, like say a Marvel movie tie-in game would be. Um, but I don't know, man, I, those games feel like they had better effort in them. Mm, oh yeah. I agreed hundred percent. And I, you know, if I remember properly, uh, they were like, I, I believe they were published by EA, which, uh, you know, was back in their heyday when they were, they were doing like really good shit with movie tie-ins and yeah. with you know properties and they just uh don't do that anymore it was kind of garbage in a way uh unfortunate at the same time but uh i want to double check because i really do think that uh it was an ea published video game i don't think they made it but i'm pretty sure they published it and it's just thinking of ea now you know they're just a you know they're kind of like shit on all the time for very good reason um nobody's uh gonna defend them too much about that yeah including myself they've gotten their act together a little bit but for long for a while they were brightly shit on right exactly and i remember these just being really fun and just walking by the uh you know just seeing them still occasionally yeah ea games is uh is where they came from so they were, yeah, publisher was EA and the developer was Stormfront Studios. So I'm not familiar with Stormfront huh. Studios and what they've done since, but no, they... Um, they might just be an older one. Yeah. I th- I thought those games were amazing. I really did. And uh, it, it's really good to see them yeah, still popping up on couch- lists of good movie games, you know, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and they were um, couch co-op games. Yeah. So you could go and you could play, you know, you're like customized almost customized like rpg like you know like listen aragorn or like listen mm-hmm. Gimli, you know you know name a name one of the main characters you could play as one of them I and mean, we had unique abilities and everything to go with it it was very well thought out 
for sure. It really was. It was like uh, kind of similar to the Lego games are now, right? Where the, all the Lego tie-in movie games are similar. They're just kind of a little more cheeky, you know, a little tongue-in-cheek, you know, jokey and stuff like that, which makes it a little yeah, more approachable yeah. and fun. But yeah, it was like that sure. aspect where you had to like kind of stay on the same plane to play together. You you know, if like if you moved 100 foot forward, then your partner had to do the same thing. You couldn't just go wherever you wanted to. But it made sense for yeah. the time. Technology could not have kept up for, with that. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yep. So I, yeah, I think The Lord of the Rings is is a, an excellent movie tie-in franchise that was put out. And it, honestly, those games could come out again right now and I'd buy them again and play them because they were just awesome. They just did something That's cool with fair. them again. Re- remastered or remade, they would be hella fun to play. Yeah, throw them in sure. a trilogy pack or something because there were three of them, you know. Um, but um, Yeah, for sure, yeah. I kind of think some of the bigger ones for me that were a movie tie-in were the, the, the Matrix games. Um, and that's another funny fun fact because those are both on this list and um, the, my wife and I chose for our wedding two movie uh, soundtracks and I chose The Matrix and she chose Lord of the Rings and we mutually like both of those movies. <laughs> so uh, You guys yeah. are such nerds. We're huge nerds. <laughs> <laughs> our first official... Talk. Right, no, yeah, no. right. We're, we're the same. Uh, our first yeah. official date was yeah, The my Matrix. My wife and I, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> oh was it really that's so cool yeah, actually oh yeah oh yeah 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 that i can't talk awesome. much one of my wife and i's first dates was iron man 2 and our first dance was from the soundtrack of gardens of the galaxy so Fuck yes, i, I have zero room zero room to talk about <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah that's awesome though i think that shit's awesome um yeah you guys it have is. any like cool like shout outs or anything like that you should you should send them into us any cool stories you know like music or anything that you use from video games or movies or anything uh in in your yeah, you know, special absolutely. live moments you know something you know memorable that would be cool um but enter the matrix is a game that was like another movie which was crazy for the time because that video game bridged a gap bef- between the second matrix movie reloaded and the third mo- movie revolutions so yeah that's right that's super unique right and and you know it was it was part of a uh a whole setup where you could watch some of the animes and things like that that came with it when you i remember when this came out you could buy a pack that came with the game and it came with the anime movies and a couple of like cg movies that came out as well but the game was badass because you played as ghost and um oh i'm spacing her name right now um niobe or niobe i think is how they say it but you played as both of them, um, kind of depending on what you're doing. Uh, it was like more of a shooter style. And then there was a little bit more of a stealthy style. And they each had different abilities. And they'd pop you into whoever they wanted you to play as. And it was, it was linear. You know, you just kind of went through the game and just played the storyline of it. Sure. But you see what happens. Um, small spoilers uh, in The Matrix, the second one. But there's, there's some stuff that happens where someone, a team leaves. And you don't know what they did. And then they show up later in the movie and they tell you what they've done instead of you seeing it on the film on the screen. So instead of that, you play this game and you do what they said they did, but you get to see all that background and all that additional content that they took out of the movie and made it a video game. So it was really cool. You know, it probably really cool. It would have ended up maybe like a 30 minute segment in the movie if I had to guess. 
and they turned it into like, you know, a solid eight hour, you know, 10 hour video game experience. that was actually pretty fun. And I enjoyed it a lot. That's, yeah. That's maybe the most unique tying game on this list, to be honest with you, because right. not only it wasn't just replicating the movie or just in the movie's universe, but it was like in the movie's background lore at the same, like almost like simultaneously. That's, that's a very cool way of doing things. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought as well at the time. I was just like, well, I was already a huge geek for, you know, the Matrix in general. And I'm like, man, I got to have everything Matrix. So I'm, I'm picking this game up too and I'm going to play it. You know, was it the greatest <laughs> game in the world? Was it super polished and everything? No, like it had its glitches. I remember shit where, you know, ghosts would be like floating around and still kicking and shit in the middle of combos, you know, like, like uh, <laughs> it's probably got rushed a little bit. It kind of falls between yeah. E.T. and Goldeneye, you know, like it's not terrible. It's not like the best thing you're going to remember forever, but it served a really sure, great sure. purpose and it was really fun to play, you know, 15 years ago now. Well probably been closer to 15 i guess now maybe maybe even longer but um it came out in 2003 holy hell so it's been 18 years <laughs> but uh just, just yeah. making me feel a little that's old before the time all. of patches yeah before patches they put a game out and it was finished guys air quotes it was finished so yeah and you know path of neo was just more matrix it was you actually being neo and doing really cool shit you know, there was a really cool scene in that one uh, where you were in the uh, the corridor when you throw your bags through the the metal detector and they all go off and there's just a crazy gunfight that breaks out. Um, that was awesome because they did a really good job at like destructible, you know, environments then uh, in a way like it was kind of oh, ahead of its okay. time. Yeah. You know, you could blow up like pillars to the point where they were just like shreds of what they were there to begin with. I mean, they were nice and pretty and had cool reflections and all that stuff, you know, on the PS2 and you're blasting these things to where they just look like rocks just stuck in the middle of this room. You know, there's nothing left to them anymore. <laughs> it was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, those were a couple that really stood out for me, uh, you know, for nostalgia reasons, but also because of how uniquely, like we talked about, how they tied in very uniquely to a movie. Right, right. And I think that's hey, a there... lost thing, right? Oh, sorry, I cut you off there on that. Oh, I was just going to ask if there's any that stood out to you as like just the worst besides E.T. Oh, boy. Um, out of all the, I, by the way, guys, I have played all of these except for Fast and the Furious. So, <laughs> um, that just kind of shows my, my geekiness. Uh, but I, I have a love of video games. What can I say? Um, the worst on here, <laughs> you know what? Like it, it would probably, <laughs> and these are two totally polar opposites, but it's either going to be the Grinch or the Godfather. Right. So, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, those are really opposite in, in concept, but right? yeah, what they were both trying to do they failed at both miserably like godfather was trying mm -hmm. to be essentially like a, a, an upscale like grand theft auto like something where you it just felt like more of a lived-in world for grand theft auto or a more like fleshed out story that you would have you know what nobody really wanted that in the time well it was just a godfather movie where you drove cars around and did missions whoop-de-doo but it didn't do a good job of it <laughs> it really didn't uh that's lame and the grinch was like trying to be like a platformer like a 3d platformer when like okay er everybody else had like already like nintendo had you know mario and 
you know, PlayStation had, you know, Crash, you know, Bandicoot, and, you know, right. It, it, they already had done it and done it right. And then the Grinch comes in. It's like, what are we going to do with this game? Oh, let's just, let's just do a 3D, you know, platformer type game. And it was so bad. Like mm. it just, it didn't work. I love Jim Carrey and I, I love the Grinch movie too. I mean, we watch it every Christmas. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. Yeah. But it was, you know, it was based off the movie. You could tell it was kind of a cash grab. It was like, what the hell? Like, why, why did this exist? Why did this have to come out? Um, I remember playing the first yeah. time on the Genesis or no, on, on the Dreamcast. I bought this on the Dreamcast. I think it was like when the Dreamcast had already been gone and, you know, canceled or whatever, but it was very much a cash grab. It, it wasn't polished at all. It was like, how do you get to certain things? Um, mm -hmm. Nothing was explained well. It was just, okay, I'm supposed to bounce off of all these things and get to the top of like, you know, whoville and then get to the top of the mountain and then like do all these and it was just so bad i think i might have made it through like a few hours and i was like okay i'm done like i can't even play this game anymore it's bad <laughs> so i yeah. i quit on that one yeah I quit. yeah i mean and for that reason people have stayed away from tying games for a while and you know you know once social media got bigger and stuff and people could voice their opinions more um directly to like developers I think that's when game the tying games really just came to like almost a stop until they finally like someone's like I love this world. I think Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War are perfect examples as oh. to what can be done with with the movie lore. I mean, I know there there were books and stuff as well, but um, yeah, I mean, it was very well done um almost in a story you know in a story of itself just using the movies and books as inspiration and it just it didn't have to be the movie it, they kind of was able to take their own route with it yeah exactly and like i think what they're learning now is you know we have games like the spider-man game we're going to be getting a wolverine game we already have the Guardians game. You guys have to go back and listen. You know, we talk a little mm -hmm. bit, I, at least I got it. And I've talked a little bit about it. I'll be bringing more of that in the future. But, you know, we have all of these movie games. I mean, you have the Avengers, you know, that came out, which was lukewarm reception and, and not the greatest. But I think Guardians is showing mm -hmm. people that, you know, you can make a really good Marvel game out of a franchise that doesn't have any games and make it really fun. But what do you do with it? Like you take it and you make it your own. You don't have to tie it in or copy exactly. what's already done right yeah and, and that's those are perfect examples because you know the spider-man games have just been like you know almost universally they are probably universally acclaimed like i have heard nothing but good things about the spider-man games and in fact on my list to eventually play um but i think that's what they excel with because personally like movie time games have never really been much of my thing i think for me the movies are enough of that media that doesn't really need to leak into video games for me as a media so like i'm like once i if i see something directly in movie time i'm like cool but i've watched the movie I, i've gotten out what i need to but now games have really started to take on a life of their own and it's kind of interesting with spider-man um those games are kind of interesting because there's been spider-man games much like the batman games have been around for a very long time so it's like they've been able to take a life of their own outside of their movies mm -hmm. and you know while they're still related to like the series and stuff they're 
almost just on their own. Like the Spider-Man games have never really been tied into the movies. Um, maybe some of the earlier ones are, but the most recent ones definitely not. And I know the Arkham games for Batman have just kind of been their own thing, and yeah. become and were very well received because of it. I think. Oh yeah, enormously popular. You know, so and you know, listening to you, you know, say that there, it really got me to think. And it's like they they've taken movies and video games and still kept them together in a way. But I think what they've done is if you think back to the nineties, which we kind of started this conversation with, they, they had a movie, they had a story already established. We already said that, right? They make right. a video game based off of that exact thing. So they do nothing else. They're like, okay, Batman needs to beat the Joker. What do we do in the middle? Okay. Let's just put a bunch of levels where they have to right. beat random bad guys. Right. There was no story involved. Like, okay, Batman beats the Joker. Let's make that happen in a video game. That's all we got to do. Well, now I, it's, yes, it's more like the developers of the video games. And this is completely true. It's not even more like it is actually the facts of it are storytellers now. Like they're telling their own stories because the yeah. technology is there for it. Right. So we're able to get excellent movies and excellent video games that stand on their own fields, completely uh, separate from each other. And they're both amazing. Right you know, equally amazing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's honestly how it should be. Uh, I think you attract more players that way. Nobody expects a copy of the movie just in a game anymore. Uh, it just makes better well-rounded games when, you know, the developers are, are able to stand on their own writing and their own development and their own stories, you know, it, because it can feel unique. Yeah, and and... I mean, I, I've obviously played more of these movie tie-in movie games than you have, but it still goes to show, mm -hmm. like, I would rather play a game that I don't know what's coming next instead of a game where I'm like, okay, I've seen the movie, I'm going to play the movie, or, you know, I'm technically yeah. playing the movie, right? So I know what's going to happen in each part, each segment, each chapter, and there's no, like, surprise right. or that, you know, that just um, amazing moment. You've already seen it on the big screen, right? absolutely yeah and i'm i'm glad that that's finally kind of deviated itself and, and they're living in separate worlds but equally amazing because it's just like i'm i'm absolutely loving the guardians of the galaxy game and it separates itself enough from the, the movie oh my god it's so good and it's like it, it's such it's such a different like story that you like i hit a point where now I know there's no way it can match up with the movie. And I'm, I'm way more invested now. Like I just want to sit down and just binge the hell out of the rest of this game now, because I, I'm like, great. I'm going to get to see a new, it, it's like watching or, or it's like reading a comic book. Right. And you, you can get a whole new experience when you read this new version of it, like this new universe of it, you know, they've split it off or something has changed or it's just yeah. a new, just an overall new team and that's really what i think video games are doing is they're giving you that extra universe to still go off and play in and enjoy and then you know what you want to relax yeah. at night with some popcorn in the in yeah. the wife you grab a flick and sit down and enjoy it and you're gonna love living in that world too and i i'm so happy about that yeah absolutely I'm, yeah I'm dude I'm, I'm really happy to see good reviews out of the guardians game uh from you because the previews and the trailers were very very positive for me because i saw the characters while they were still like fit the brand of like mm -hmm. all the characters from like the movie and stuff 
Um, they were very yeah. unique in their own, which is exactly what I was hoping for. As soon as when I heard there's going to be a, a Guardians game, I'm like, mm, I don't know. And I know the bad movie tie-in games were from yeah. decades ago, but you know, <laughs> some of that drama is still there. Um, so, uh, but then I saw the trailers. I'm like, okay, these characters feel very unique from the trailer. You know, Peter Quill wasn't just Chris Pratt in a video yeah. game. And while Chris Pratt played amazingly in, in the Guardians movie, and he's a great Peter Quill for that. I love him in that. Oh, yeah. I don't want him again in the video game. Mm-mm. If the game's going to do something, it, if he if he wants to voice it, you know, that's I think that's still okay. But I, I'm very glad that all the characters are unique and feel very unique. It, it, this It's going to be something I play. I have a few things ahead of it, but it's, <laughs> it's something I'll pick up for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it it really does show the difference, you know, going through the list and and obviously us talking about it and then coming up with the list for the show and stuff. It's like, man, have movie tie-in games or movie games in general came a long ass way, man. It's insane. Oh, long <laughs> way, miles, man, miles. I think came to the point where the industry really did listen to like the people who are actually like serious about gaming and stuff. And, you know, people kind of made it happen. They voiced their opinions, like quit feeding us garbage. just because you want to grab some money. If you really want to grab some money, make a good game. Companies that follow suit have been very successful because of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that's what it was. It was just, it was all that quick tie in bull crap and it, it was just, never done well enough to be received in an excellent way which is why so many on this list are more in the like kind of like okay whatever list you know they're not really Mm -hmm, for sure holy shit i remember those i think about those you know every week or you know you know every day i pull you know my phone out or something and i'm searching something i'm thinking about it but uh there's to each his own obviously you know there might be more on here that are better for others because yeah, sure. you're a fan of fast fast and the furious and you want to live in that world but the game's not great well you're probably still going to find something you enjoy about the game when you buy it you play it you've had a good time that's true yeah it's also yeah. no we're cool. not hating anybody that likes oh, these hell games no. hell no. they're just in general not good <laughs> right exactly the reviews for them the sales hey. for them all speak for that you know yeah, and maybe you play the games like you watch bad movies just because it's kind of fun and hilarious <laughs> and you don't take it seriously. Yep, exactly. Uh, I'd kind of like to know how many of our listeners have actually played E.T. because I had to play it just to see how bad it was, and it is fucking terrible. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Like, I don't even know how people ever beat it. Like, how did they know what the fuck to do? It was just, like, four colors on the screen and you just keep falling in fucking pits like it just so bad so bad oh uh, man that's so funny though yeah it really is it really really is but yeah there's some really good ones out there um yeah we'd like for you guys yeah if you've played a movie tie-in game or we've mentioned it and you dig it maybe send in and tell us why you know we'd love to hear that kind of stuff and, and talk about it with you yeah i would love to see that just to I love seeing everybody else's opinion on it and why, and you know what, that's what all makes, you know, makes us all different and, you know, makes the world go round. So I think, uh, absolutely. I, I think there's plenty of people out there who have played fast and the furious, the video game and absolutely loved it. Thought it was amazing because it was a fast and the furious yeah. video game. Simple as that. But I know it's not the greatest game that has to do with cars and people, you know, <laughs> 
Probably fair. So I, I think overall, though, I think movie tie-in games still have a place in what video games are. And I think mm-hmm. we'll see more and more of them, but they're going to be less tied to the IP and more tied to the developer to go have fun, right? Have a playground. Yeah. Yeah, it gets people to live in that universe. I mean, if you love Iron Man movies, you know, and you want to you want to live in that universe, just make a fully unique. I mean, pull another villain from the comics, you know, make Tony Stark unique. People just love the concept of that. Just just make it and do do the thing, man. You, know, yep. you don't have to make it, you know, Robert Downey Jr. No, hell no, hell no. And, and the Guardians proves that. And it's 100% on point. Like you do not have to pull from a movie to make a great video game. And uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic. You'll hear more from me. Uh, I'll be bringing more to the show after I beat that thing. Um, Looking forward to it. I am I am super stoked. So sounds like I might actually have a couple playthroughs for that one because it sounds like there'll be different endings as well. So I'm loving oh, it. Oh, so very far. cool. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, dialogue choices change some things up from everything I know. So I'm excited. All right. All right. Well, I think that is that's it for our movie tie-ins. I think you get the gist. You know, we like them. They had a place. Uh, they were they were bomb mm-hmm. in the '90s, and then they just kind of went too far, kind of like a lot of things <laughs> in the world do, right? And they've been dialed back. They do dial back yeah. to the point where we only want the good shit. We don't want to pay for this just just shovelware Absolutely. thrown at us right we'd, we'd rather have a good experience <laughs> very good way of putting it. yeah <laughs> so uh before we end the episode this week uh we're gonna throw a question out to our audience this week um and before i do that actually guys real quick uh don't forget if you can we really really would appreciate it send us in uh some choices for our 12 games of christmas uh, we are looking for four of our listeners to send us in. Uh, first four, we're going to throw right into the show. And we're going to do uh, four games from me, four games from Josh, and four games from our audience, I hope. And we're going to do 12 games of Christmas the whole month of December. So we're asking for you guys' help on that. And I think that'll be fun to include our audience in there and, and make it a good time. So um, yeah, send them in to us at loudthumbs at gmail.com. Uh, be the quickest way for us to get them in and get them on the show and, and just make it fun Definitely. for everybody. But if you don't have email or you don't want to use email, that's great. You can always hit them up on our socials that Josh mentioned there at the beginning of the episode. Uh, Last but not least, so question we're going to ask, we're going to talk about next episode. Uh, What is a video game you love that nobody talked about? Like it was just under the radar, right, Josh? That's that's. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for example, for me, it's Golden Sun, The Lost Age. Um, If you listen last episode, you'll know that is the best Game Boy Advance game for sure. But I know Golden Sun is kind of a niche audience. It would, I wouldn't, it's similar to Final Fantasy, but I think better and lore and gameplay and all that stuff. But you know, nobody really talks about Golden Sun. It got kind of a game on the, on the DS a long time ago and then fell mm. off despite being very good. Yeah. See, there you go. That's a perfect example. So send us in something like that. We would love to see what you guys have to say. We're going to, powwow about your options and discussions and what game you've chose and potentially why and maybe we've played those games and we'll have a little bit of back and forth that'll be fun and uh, we'll throw out some additional ones that we think of that you know have not uh, been talked about 
quite enough that we thoroughly enjoyed or at least had a really good time with that felt like they probably need more attention or could have been bigger like your golden sun you know what i mean like i'm sure that could have blown yeah. up but who knows where it's at right now it's like in a closet somewhere i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so yeah everybody send us in what is a video game you love that nobody talks about and that will be it for this episode. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed just the topic episode, just something real real quick like just to throw out at you guys and uh, allow me to take a vacation and have a break and Josh as well. And we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll be able to keep bringing you guys more content. Clearly, we're never going to stop doing this, I don't think. I think we're hooked. Oh, I, no. <laughs> oh definitely. Addicted. Hell yes. It is a blast. So we'll keep it coming, guys. Uh, but like we always say, every episode for myself, for Josh, Stay loud, guys. <laughs>